0: what's up everybody my name is ben and with me as always is the man himself joey b it's the man that i would say he's he's the cane and i'm the human son of the duo joe did you like that analogy i i
1: I think i'd rather be son actually
0: so i'll be son you be cane oh wait a minute no (laughs) i knew you were gonna say this joe so listen you're the number 10 okay? okay 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 you you wore the number 10 I wore the number seven as a kid. Remember that's, that now. That's true.
1: That's true. Okay. I all right. You, I'll I accept you would, it.
0: I knew you would want to be human son. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, that's what I went with. Okay, buddy. That's brilliant, man. Brilliant. But uh, yeah, so
1: we're late, uh, but we have a great show <laughs> in store for you guys, man. It's not just about Arsenal and Spurs. We actually have a really comprehensive show uh, this week. We're going to talk about Maradona. We're going to talk about Pelé. Uh, And we're going to talk about a star that maybe never reached the heights that he should have, and maybe some reasonings uh, behind that. And uh, a brilliantly done podcast about Freddie Adu We're going to bring attention to. So, really, really exciting show. Um, I would say, Joe. Yeah,
0: I would. I would say like this is like the most knowledgeable like podcast out there, right? Like the most knowledgeable and free soccer podcast in 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 the world, right? (laughs) Dude, without (laughs) a doubt, without a doubt. And Ben, you actually
1: posted. Uh, we are in several countries uh, across the seas, you know, yeah. so we're we're getting some notoriety, Ben, for our predictions here. <laughs> the RR is going
0: worldwide, boy. Yeah, man, absolutely, <laughs> brother. Yeah, man, so uh, let's have fun, and uh, we're going to start off with something you may have missed, right, man?
1: Absolutely, dude. And I'll jump into mine Ben, And uh, I'll let you go right after. But mine's going to be pretty quick. And it was something I read. Um, and Ronaldo, the Brazilian Ronaldo, also known as Fat Ronaldo, he has so many good stories. Um, and this one comes from Carlo uh, Ancelotti, his point of view with Ronaldo. Um, so here we go. When I was at Milan, we signed Ronaldo. He weighed 100 kilos. And before, before the first game, I told him that he couldn't play like that, that he had to lose weight. He said, "What do you want me to do on the pitch? Score a run? If it's to run, put me on the bench. If it's to score goals, put me in the team." I played him, and he didn't run, but he scored two goals. Epic. <laughs> 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 I, I uh, just I feel like players just don't have like that ability anymore to be that good and maybe no. out of shape and just to still produce like
0: he did. It was unbelievable. No, dude. Uh, when you told me this uh, story, I immediately went to that. Like, um, it was it was a quick clip of of Ronaldo. I think it was like a Nike headquarters or something, and he's going up the elevator. And on the print of the elevator is like fit Ronaldo, right? Yeah. And the elevator opens, and it's fat Ronaldo coming out. <laughs> <laughs> I so, remember that. You remember dude. that? Yeah. Oh That's man, so. so good. So when you when you send me this, I immediately thought of that and I was like, Oh, dude, that's so funny. But uh, mm-hmm. dude, yeah, you're so right. Like players can't do that these days. The one guy who I remember would come into uh preseason so out of shape was Wayne Rooney. Yeah. And like he dude, he has this like, metabolism, Like He couldn't control it. That dude was just big, big boned, like Hartman, you know? Right. <laughs> yeah. I can't help it. Yeah. So, uh but yeah, he didn't he just kept scoring goals, kept scoring bangers. <laughs> Dude, you know what's funny today? When
1: you brought up the Ronaldo piece, um, like, I, towards the end of his career, too, when he, when he was in Brazil, he was, like, like almost obese and still playing, but he was still balling. Do you remember that?
0: Like, he was yeah. still scoring. Like... Those, those Brazilian steakhouses, man. Dude, I'm telling yeah. you, bro. Good call, man. <laughs> they, put, they put that extra salt. Yeah. It was so good. <laughs>
1: You're not lying, bro. But uh, on a different note, man, what do you have for us, man?
0: From one phenom and to another that that could have been a phenom, I want to talk about Freddie do man, and uh, I just want to bring to light of this podcast that everyone I think should listen to. It's this podcast by Grant Wall. It's called American Prodigy. There's a three. Uh, there's three episodes out so far, and it comes out every Tuesday. So it's it's going to be released uh, today. If you're listening to this now, it's already released so listen to this podcast and then listen to that okay so don't 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 get it twisted but <laughs> <laughs> I, I i i honestly believe like this is such an important podcast for american soccer fans all right so you you, you should know who Freddie adu was and if you don't i just want to remind you from this commercial that he was involved with with Pele.
1: Let's play for it. Let's go. Yeah! When things get hot, Sierra Mist. Taste one
0: shockingly refreshing lemon lime. What are you doing? We're okay. <laughs> Imagine being 14 years old, Joey. Okay, you're you're tipped to be this this next poster boy for the MLS you signed for DC United a team that we used to play for for the Academy right and this commercial comes out already already right you're you're you've been seen at this pedestal of the guy who's done it all who's won World Cups and who's an icon and you're 14 years old and everybody who sees that is already kind of put that image in their head so no matter what he did right no matter what he did it was it was going to seem like a failure no, am i right joey
1: yeah absolutely i mean to have that comparison at that young age and to put be put on that pedestal if you don't reach even half of what Pele
0: achieved yeah you'd be considered a failure so massive expectations been i mean if it was like clint dempsey in that commercial like he would have been a failure no matter what it doesn't matter yeah <laughs> yeah saying. absolutely it's so um yeah guys uh, watch this listen to this podcast uh you will you will honestly be fascinated by, by the story. And you'll get to hear from Freddie Adu, who, um, who sounds so humble, too, and such a likable guy. Like, This is the first time, too, that he's come out and said stuff about his podcast. He's denied so many pods, so many interviews. And Grant Wall is the guy in soccer to be reporting. And to, he used to write for Sports Illustrated. And, and he's interviewed so many guys. He's, so I'm obsessed with this. Uh, story, and I think everybody will be, and so uh, we, we, I'm sure we'll be bringing it up later on too, and and different episodes, Joey. So, yeah, man.
1: Right on, brother. Right on. Absolutely. ¡Qué cósmico! ¡Qué planeta viviste! ¡Para dejar
0: el chavino tanto inglés! ¡Para que el país se opuye apretado! ¡Gritando por Argentina! ¡Argentina 2! ¡Inglaterra 0! ¡Tiene gol! ¡Tiene gol! ¡Tiene
1: gol armando con ¡Gracias Dios por el fútbol y por marabona! ¡Por esas lágrimas! ¡Por este... dude when i heard the news about maradona i was kind of shook bro
0: yeah yeah dude that, we haven't gotten to talk about it and, and it happened um november 25th uh and another player that that was, one we didn't get to see you know uh watch in, in, in those games but we we know of his legacy um and another player that that's represented, right? A representation in Argentina. What he did for Argentina, what he did for the world of soccer. Yeah. Just just amazing. Without I, I've said this before, without Maradona, we I don't think we get a Messi. You know, I don't think we get a Tevez. I don't think we get a Guerro. I don't think we get these players who looked at Maradona's size and said, you know, I can do that. Look at this guy. Look at this guy's legs. Yeah, you know? yeah. Look at look at this guy play with such a smile on his face and uh, beat people left and right, make them look silly. Look at these like his hilarious interviews. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Where he's like so confident in himself and um, yeah, man, it, it was uh, it, it really hit me hard. Uh, the you know the Argentina declaring their their three days of mourning. Uh, teams around the world playing tribute to him. And he bewitches and he bewilders and he bothers Osasuna. And here is the wonderful tribute to the number 10 of yesteryear. The man who closed his career at Mules, and that is an original Diego, Diego Maradona Mules jersey. That's the one he wanted and he won't have a big... Football shirt collection, but that one will be top of the heap. And he says, Diego, this one's for you. A Messi's honoring him, him was, was amazing, too. Yep. But, yeah, man, we, we lost an eternal legend, a goat, uh, and an icon. And, dude, he, he's had a major influence, I think, in, in everybody who plays the game.
1: Yeah, 100% man. And, and Maradona was like one of those players that like, you know, if you ever hear like an inside joke, you're like, oh, if you weren't there, you wouldn't understand. If you never, <laughs> if you never saw it like a Maradona highlight, it was like one of those that you can't really describe. You just have to see it. Um, a guy that played with so much joy and passion for the game. And been speaking of good documentaries, you know, we talked about Freddie doing this podcast that's revealing yeah. so much. There's a tremendous documentary, uh, documentary on um, HBO, dude, that just blew my mind about the um, best.
0: I think the best soccer documentary ever,
1: ever, dude. And dude, so obviously Maradona was linked with drugs and cocaine, and he had like kind of like a wild lifestyle. When you you know compare him to like Pele, who was much more tame and different. Mm-hmm. But if you think the pressure, we talk about pressure with Freddie Adu that was on Maradona, he was literally revered as a god. And not only in Argentina, but also in Italy, he couldn't walk outside <laughs> to take out the trash, not like we could, without being mobbed by people, dude. So, I mean, you, you think about what kind of toll that takes on somebody. Um, and, you know, when you're in a performance based where everybody can see you play every weekend i put so much pressure on you and you know sometimes he chose the wrong thing as an outlet but i mean just you know in, in football turns. this guy's a legend to the game so he's just a tremendous athlete man so to see him pass you know it kind of hits you like oh wow dude you know we lost somebody that was so important to football and you hate to see it um but so yeah man i mean like like ben said there's so many sound bites we can choose from but just just amazing what he did uh for football man
0: gone too soon bro yeah uh, and yeah if you if you don't know much about maradona or if you don't understand why he was the way he was afterwards you know after all all the stuff that happened to him watch the documentary and you'll completely understand why <laughs>
1: yeah 100 <100%, laughs> percent. yeah exactly
0: kind of what joe said and uh the mob is involved too in, and when he was in naples uh, and and the shit that he went through, man, no nobody, I don't think, could have gone through shit like that, you know? No, no. And and survives. And the, the stacks, the the odds were stacked against him too. Being being in Italy, the, the biggest part for me, dude, in that documentary was which was the, the wildest shit ever, was the fact that he went, he was in Napoli, right? He, yep. he made it there, <laughs> and then he had to go and play a World Cup game against Italy, in Naples you know and, unbelievable like why would you do that <laughs> why would you schedule shit like that like they people knew that shit was going to ha- like could have happened and the scheduling people who, who made that happen and that what that after that game because uh just look at history to look look it up see what happened Maradona scored in a pk in that game in a penalty shootout to uh, to help Argentina go through and beat Italy. And then he was public enemy number one. In the World Cup. In the World Cup. This was in the World Cup. In the World Cup. Yeah. Right, against against Argentina. So uh, he was public enemy number one after that. And then uh, it, it just spirals from there, bro. <laughs> Dude, yeah, so he
1: actually knocked – so that was the goal that knocked Italy out of the World Cup. So yeah. imagine being revered in Italy, uh, you know, as this tremendous talent. What he did for Naples um, – you know, it was very similar to when Cristiano had the bust up with Rooney where he told the ref to send off Rooney. Yeah. <laughs> and that, I think that might have been the Euros, but it was very similar. It was like he came back to England. I having was been, a World been, Cup. I that that the was the World, World Cup. That was the World Cup. So yep. he came back to even England having been loved. And there's rumors like, will he leave? And like Cristiano, you know, but he ends up, you know, the fans end up taking his side again because he's such a great player. And that was sort of the case with Maradona too, but on a much more, I would say, emotional level. Uh, Because Naples, dude, I mean, they're crazy about football in uh, Italy, just like they are in England. But, um, you know, he took a team from who wasn't very good. Like Napoli wasn't a good team. To a championship. So like for them it was like they were just like seriously in love with this guy. Scudetto and then yeah, the U- the UEFA championship, man. Yeah, dude. So wow. he he like broke their heart, man. It's just dude, his his life, man.
0: It's a movie, dude. So but yeah. But yeah, but then beautiful touch now. Beautiful touch from Napoli renaming their stadium after Diego Armando Maradona Replacing a saint. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> what? what? <laughs> that's no. amazing. Yeah. No, that's amazing. Beautiful
1: but yeah dude i think that kind of that's a really good segue dude maybe into some of the games this weekend do you want to kind of jump into some of those fuck yeah (laughs) um so obviously a great weekend for manchester united dude i I look at this team and i remember thinking can you hear me
0: (laughs) yeah man you let's go
1: (laughs) oh okay (laughs) yeah Uh, i'm 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 perking up a little bit (laughs) Dude, it was interesting because, you know, at one point, you know, a couple months ago, we we're talking about oh, Ale, you know, he might get sacked. Like the team is in such disarray. These players aren't performing and you're seeing a, you're seeing one half of that still. But then you're seeing a second half that it's just a different team. And it kind of reminds you of the old menu who always used to come back right. And these games, dude. So, Ben, dude, I mean, what a wild uh, roller coaster ride. Is
0: it safe to say that you're you're kind of progressing at least? I mean, definitely up to the table now. If uh, if only they can do this shit at home, right? Like uh, the yeah. the way win streak is unreal. They they're on they're on course for breaking, uh, the record, and so it seems like they just need to send out a letter to the FA and just uh request to play all their games away from Old Trafford <laughs> to uh, <laughs> make shit happen. But no, I mean, uh, progression is definitely I think a good way to say, but a good way to to to, to state this team but also dude also you can't start games like that you know they they yeah they started the game really really poor and they and they've done that for too many games all their games uh away from home and so it's going to catch up to them i think if they keep doing that so i think that's i you, you can't sound too confident right now still because the heavy schedule is still on their on their on their hands they have a they have a crazy schedule that they've been playing with and um they they rely a lot on bruno you know bruno's magic and the system relies on uh, on bruno just having his freedom to do his thing and so if you live and die by that you know if bruno has a bad game you're you're going to do poor and that's, then, and that's what happened in a couple games before but somehow some way Bruno finds a way, dude. It's. it's I was gonna say, but I was gonna say, but has Bruno had a bad game, like an actual bad game yet? Yes, he has actually. I've, <laughs> yeah? I've, I've, okay. watched, I've watched some games, man, and and there's games yeah. where he's actually slipping up and and making bad passes, but somehow he finds a way, Joe. You you don't you don't really you see that you see those moments yeah. where he takes those risks, right? And they pay off eventually, but you know if they. Because you're watching him and you're watching some of these passes that that, uh, that he's making, and some of them are brilliant, but some of them I'm like, dude, you don't really need to flick it. But then I'm like, oh, shit, that just worked out for you like 10 seconds ago. So never mind. <laughs> yeah, dude. So for that type of player, you have
1: to give him the freedom to express itself. Yeah. Um. So he's comfortable on the field, man. So, yeah, he, dude, he's just a player I enjoy watching too. I never thought he would have had the impact um, that he's having at United. I know he was a gifted uh, player at Lisbon, but, I mean, honestly – Yeah just taking Manu to the next level. And, you know, you, got, you talk about how crucial that number 10 role is. Yep. Um, and you see it in teams very rarely these days where they kind of rely on it, like Ben's talking. If he has a bad uh, game, you know, they don't produce. But, I mean, this guy is a genius, and I think he's only going to get better as, as they get more comfortable and Manu yeah. starts and stringing it, together wins. yeah. And if
0: Pugba starts stepping it up, like that was his best game he's had so far yeah. this season. yeah, uh, yeah, it's, looking, uh, it's, yeah. It's, it's a dangerous thing to think about. If they're midfield, they can actually sort it out now. Uh, which gives Ollie some headaches, but uh, and their front line isn't like completely up to firing uh, speeds yet too. With Martial being really slow this season, and, yeah. Um, you know, Cavani has been helping, and then Greenwood's getting in his goals, but he's still not as consistent as he was last season. Right. Um, Rashford too, if he can finally, you know, take a breath and, <laughs> and finish all of his chances. Yeah, so United have been pretty wasteful in some of their chances but dude they're they're finding a way somehow they're an enigma like you never know what you're gonna get um but that's my i think kind of what i got and that was the game that i had my brother-in-laws this weekend come watch with me so that was fun i got to get them on man Us side a little bit they got to see me go crazy (laughs) Dude, excellent. Yeah. So,
1: and by the way, so I, you know, I was talking to Ben this weekend and I was like, yeah, man, so what are you doing this weekend? He's like, oh, I'm going to do a home, you know, improvement project. And for anybody who knows Ben, like Ben is, he's an athletic, he's a very smart guy, but I don't think he's ever done handiwork before. So, so when he told me he was doing this this weekend, I was like, oh, okay, must be, what what are you going to do? Are you going to do some painting, you know, type something? Dude, he sent me a picture. He's doing like structural. (laughs) (laughs) I was shocked. i was shocked
0: i'm ben Um, Ben the builder now okay
1: Ben the builder no so that's i just just had to mention that but no honestly so dude a team that i don't think we give enough credit are kind of like you know looking at the corner of our eye like dude how good is this team gonna be and that's
0: chelsea dude oh yes
1: oh my god are they coming together as a team and um, scary stuff Dude, and you look even, you know, at management too and Frank Lampard looks like such a natural on the sideline. Um and, and he, the way he's managing the team is tremendous. Uh you know, Pulisic scored this weekend. Um, but it never looked like they're going to drop points, dude. So I'm really excited. I think Chelsea is is a standout for maybe a title contender mm-hmm. um, this season and dude, talk about Thiago Silva's presence. What he's doing for Zuma, too, giving him that mentorship. Yes. Oh, my gosh, man. What a dangerous, dangerous team. Um, and, dude, they're bench players. I mean, just a complete team as well. And Giroud, bro. Mm. Giroux. Four goals against Sevilla and then another. <laughs> <Dude. laughs> Putting put some respect on that name. Yeah, dude. Ever since Benzema called him out. and You know, <laughs> I got Benzema's back because he's on my team. Right. But, dude, this this man, does I mean, he's
0: producing, bro. Yes. Can we talk about Pulisic's beard for a second because that – yeah that thing is that thing is nice it's it's got some it's got some depth
1: (laughs) dude dude it does it looks like you know he's i don't know maybe for the winter bro but he's looking smooth man i like it (laughs) dude i
0: I mentioned this but i was like dude is he trying to look a little bit like jerrold like is he you know like you when you when you see that yeah the best looking kid in class and you're like i kind of want to look like him (laughs) and you copy a little bit i was like oh i see what she's doing but yeah, now, yeah I, I was uh, ecstatic for him to get his goal. And that last goal was brilliant, too, because he had to do a lot. And uh, Lampard mentioned it in his post-match interview, saying that, um, you know, it's not an easy thing. It's, it seems uh, like it was a tap-in. But to make the run the way he did, to have the aggression to, to, to uh, angle that run and, and get on the end of that, like, he had to do a lot. Uh, and then the way he celebrated with that, too, was awesome because it was already 3-1. You know, I would have just been like, okay, let's go back, boys. Let's, you know, take the team. But, dude, he was like, let's go.
1: Yeah, you know, man. And he was,
0: so he was pumped for him to get his first goal. So scary stuff. Scary stuff from Chelsea, man. Yeah, dude,
1: absolutely. And for him to come back from injury and get a goal that required him to sprint half the field, yeah. I mean, that that that's an encouraging sign. The other thing that I like about Chelsea that they're doing right now um, is Conte back in his, I think, more comfortable position, a little bit deeper <laughs> yeah. uh, in midfield. Good so shout. I think that's – yeah, I think that's gonna make a big difference for them, dude. I've always favored him that position, mm-hmm. and when they got um, he dropped uh, Ben. What's the what's the guy they got um from sorry, the Italian guy? Oh, Georgino. Yeah. Yeah, dude. So that's a guy who could definitely pass, man. But I never really liked him in the Chelsea squad. Oh, yeah. Um. So I am really happy to see them move away from that a little bit. Uh. But tremendous team, dude. They look
0: full of talent. So really looking forward. Um, Dep- to Chelsea. They're gonna experience. Yeah. They have champions on their on their team. Uh, yeah. So people should definitely, yeah, you're right. Definitely consider them definitely title contenders. No doubt. Yeah,
1: yeah, man. And so, it, dude, and it's it's funny too because uh, it's like Lampard, Mourinho, like Klopp, like they all starting to get a little like annoyed of each other because of how good they're getting. Mm-hmm. So I'm really excited to see some of that old rivalry that we talked about where it was like Wenger and, and Ferguson before. Now you're going to see like, you know, a little bit from, I think, Lampard and Klopp going to really start to get into it in, in, in the upcoming games and seasons. So really exciting stuff, man. And then, dude, we have to talk about it, man. What a massive, massive game this weekend it was for Arsenal and Spurs <laughs> the North London Derby, man. And and me and Ben, like I said before, we made a couple trailers and we had our prediction, man. But, you know, I thought it was going to be a much more lopsided game than it was. Arsenal actually, they kept the ball really well. um, But ultimately, it was those brilliant Mourinho tactics. And they have Spurs playing out of their minds right now. And a bit of class from those type of players that really, really got the win for
0: Spurs. Yeah. I mean, our our lopsided predictions was also before we knew that party was going to be in the lineup. You know? We should should talk about that. Uh, So party being in the lineup and then taken off with an injury and then getting scored on in the same play uh, uh, to me that right there, what happened, the decision for him to play and for them to get scored on in that same play. I think that's just, that's just summarizes kind of arsenal season right now, which is, pretty devastating and uh I'm just saying this as a human you know as as I'm putting myself in Arsenal's shoes right now I would be extremely extremely hurt with with this result because of everything that just happened with with the game today with the games that happened prior um you know with back you know in the backdrop of Aubameyang getting a new contract them you know Garnacho <laughs> kind of leaving and then <laughs> You know, on the back of them losing all these employees too for, 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 you know, saving money on the back of Ozil not being in the lineup and could be a big difference. And he's collecting checks right now. You know, I, I see this from, from a human perspective, man. It's, it's, it hurts. It just hurts because the promise was there. You know, the promise from, from, from the, from the, FA Cup and then from Community Shield. Yeah, the Community Shield is just uh you know rinky dink, you know, preseason trophy. But Chuck E. Cheese, Ben. Chuck E. Cheese, some little piece of piece of plate trophy, you know. <laughs> but dude, that's that yeah, that, you're build, right. that build build that builded momentum for them. And so I, I was thinking very highly of them in the season. And so were a lot of Arsenal fans. I think they, they got this promise of like, oh shit, we got party. You know, oh shit, we, we I can't believe this big uh, big money signing came to our club. And to be in the position where they are right now, like doesn't doesn't fit them, honestly. Because they are they are a good side. They today they showed it. They played with such energy. They exhausted uh I think they exhausted uh, Spurs because they were in their in their own box pretty much the whole entire game. They created chances. My one criticism that I think that I am going to say, and this is this is just honest criticism, is that they're being a little bit predictable, you know, in their play. And uh, and I think Arteta is not how it has to be a little bit saying to himself, these players aren't the players that that are fitting what I want them to do. Like I'm telling them what I want them to do, and they're not doing it. And it's not because they're necessarily bad, but they just might not fit that that what he wants them to do, you know. So he's got to change it up. Like he's got to start because he played this almost the same formation uh, that he's played in the past with the little tweaks, with Lacazette dropping back a little bit uh, and and collecting the ball and playing things. But he changed it up. I think a little too late. Uh, but then. Sorry, I'm going a little bit too in depth here, Joe. With um no, dude, just wa- I just
1: want—I just want to say before I forget, out of all the things I anticipated you saying, never was, never did I think you were going to mention Gunosaurus. <laughs> and so I just, dude, dude I got <laughs> to,
0: I got to think, it, think of like Arsenal fan right now.
1: <laughs> that was genius, dude. Ever since he left the club, the club is. Was- Cascaded downward, but um, no, Ben, I think you're, I think you're onto something there. And like, so the I, biggest, but, I, but I'm sorry. Uh-huh.
0: All I'm saying, all I want to want to say is that I don't think Arsenal deserve what they have right now in their, and their points, in their, in their season and in their table. And I, I, I don't want to over-criticize Arteta, but dude, there, there's, there's changes that need to happen. And what I want to ask you is like, what do they do now? Like what, 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 what's the next step here?
1: Yeah. So Ben, you know, the criticism from Arsenal before is they don't spend enough money in the transfer the market. That's not the case anymore. What they did was they put their faith in Arteta, right? Who doesn't have a long CV, but he was, you know, being groomed for this position under Pep quote unquote. So right now they have to back Arteta, um, and give him as much confidence as they can. And now it's down to Arteta, you, you know, you applied for this position, um, You know, you have the right tutelage to be good, but we haven't seen you come out of a tough period. I've never seen him. Man City doesn't go through tough periods. So he didn't have that at Man City. This is something the first time in his career, um, at least as a manager, where you're starting to sweat, your back is against the wall. Um, So at this point in time, you know, you want to see a turnaround. And I mentioned it before anytime you sack a manager, so Emery was sacked, no matter who the new guy is, for everybody, it's a breath of fresh air. So I think right now Arteta needs to find his niche with this group of players, the way he's communicating with them, the way he's starting to motivate them. You know how Jose Mourinho motivates a team. Yeah. You're you're starting to see how Klopp, well, you Klopp has demonstrated how he motivates this team. He's so enthusiastic, right? Um, he's charismatic. Now it's Arteta, you have to start putting your imprint on this team. You cannot just play and have good players and get the good results. and You know, a bummy yank, like, you know, it takes so much man management. Um, and I think, I think Arteta, he has all the tools. Now he has to apply that, especially in a season that has so many different variables that are going against them. And now you have the fans are starting to question everything. So it's a very difficult time for Arsenal, but what he has to do, he can't overthink things, Ben. He has to find a style of play that he likes with Arsenal. And I, you know, you're saying he needs to change some things. I do too. But when he finds that right click, that right system, he needs to stick with it because we, today we saw a well-oiled machine in Tottenham. They knew what they were doing. We knew their game plan. We knew every, Arsenal knew their game plan, but they couldn't stop it because they're so good at it. And, and my point earlier, yeah, we predicted – two predicted Spurs winning the game You know, because their form has been incredible. All the momentum is with them. So Arsenal, they have to change that. And it goes into winning one game at a time. And they're actually killing it in Europa, which, you know, is a competition. If I'm Arteta, I might say, fuck, <laughs> all right, the league is getting away from me. But, dude, I, you know, we might have a chance at Europa. You kind of got to focus on, on what you can win, dude, um, because that would birth them Champions League. But, dude, he has to, honestly, he has to he has to get his players behind him and make sure that they understand he is the leader on this team. and He has to stay confident, which I don't think he'll have a problem
0: doing. Yeah. With, uh, but he needs time. So I, mean, I think the players have bought into him, you know, into what he what he said before in the past, because that's we've seen that with the results that's happened. But just as of late, uh, you you have to start thinking about what to do with Aubameyang right now, because Aubameyang is was their man, was their talisman, and he's not scoring. And you know, what do you where do you, what do you do there? I, I don't. I think he's. I think Arteta is a great um, man management coach. And I, I think he was helping, you know, Pep in in the tactical side of things. But now it's, um, I think now he's starting to show some stuff and some signs of like I, I I might be a little worried, you know, if I'm if I'm thinking about it. In that, you know, can, yes. can he can he have the, the the tactical changes that he wants to make to to actually apply it to to these guys? So he's not getting the best out of Aubameyang. I don't think it's his. His job to motivate Obamiang. Obamiang's got the contract. He's got the pressure. Uh, Maybe he just needs to play him at left wing again. I don't know, man. Like you know. Yeah, well, dude, that's what I was trying to say, Ben. Right. So everybody, when he, you know,
1: anytime you switch a manager, you have a new guy comes in. It's easy to buy into a new philosophy. Right. But now, but now these players, he had. Not that they have to be convinced again, but you know, they need Arteta to be their leader, yeah, and, and to get them through this tough period, you know, and, and kind of give them that instruction because even the players, you know, whether they are admit it or not, they're starting to doubt a little bit what they're doing because they're not. I mean, this was what their sixth, sixth loss of the season, six or seven. Yep. Um, and dude, that's a lot. Now, having said that, they've had a tough schedule, they've been away, uh, right. for most of these games that they're playing. It's a tough schedule, but right now. You know, he just needs to have the team still believe in um, what they're doing uh, and what they're good at, which is keeping the ball, you know, having possession. But now you have to convert those chances and goals. So, dude, it, it's an uphill battle for them, man. And, um, you know, you'd like to see some stability restored in that team. Maybe them climb up the table a little bit. But, you know, looking at it right now, you don't know where the goals are going to come from because yang you know, didn't have a good game today. He was there, but he didn't really it wasn't his normal self. So that's very concerning.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I, I would I would be a little worried right now. Yeah. But um I think NBC were not Arsenal fans today. No. No. <laughs> well, for for one thing because like we we were saying Arsenal actually played well in today's game. They did. And and one of the fucking things that I was like, "Oh man," rolling my eyes about because they actually put it up was when when uh, when Son scored today, which was an absolutely worldy of a goal like Give that dude space, dude, and he's sniping them in. <laughs> he's, yeah. he's got the training, yeah. okay? He's got the yeah. training from Korean military. He he knows how to keep distance. <laughs> okay? So, like, when he scored that, man, and then he, they put up the stat, 10 goals for Sun, and then, you know, Arsenal's season, they've had 10 goals. <laughs> so, like, yeah. why you got to do that? Like, come on. <laughs> come on. He just scored. Like, dude, don't do that. Yeah. Yeah, Um, man. But I think we got to give some credit here to the to the two guys who are just playing like like seriously like D Wade and LeBron James between between them two is Kane and Son, bro. Every time you see the score sheet, it's it's Kane to Son or you know Son to Kane. Um, them two are living it up right now, <laughs> and it's it's uh it's lovely to see from them getting all these goals. And uh, can they keep it up? I think is the question now, right? Yeah,
1: absolutely, man. It, dude, they—I mean, as, barring any serious injuries to the guys you had mentioned, um, these guys have a chance, I think, to be title contenders. And I say that because sure, they have yeah. the best—they're one right now. At, they have the best defense in the league. They've—they've they've conceded the least amount of goals, and they're scoring goals as well. They're only a couple behind Liverpool, um, so they're doing it on both ends of the pitch. And if you look at possession, if you look at the way Spurs are playing. Dude, they have like this identity about them. You know the way they're going to play, and they're all buying into it. And I think you know on the contrast to that, you know Arsenal—they play good football, but there's no direction. I think it's kind of like mm. you know they look kind of lost in the attacking third, which is unusual to say about Arsenal. But they're missing sort of that creative creative spark where like an Ozil would play. I don't know. I'm not saying Ozil is the answer to that, but like they lack that that final ball because they get they they do well to get in behind right. and, and get in crosses, but you know. Crossing the ball into a bumming, that's not his strength. You know, it's not Jeru up front who can poke in those type of goals. Yay. Yeah, so it's very difficult to see and judge Arsenal. But I will say this about Arstel. Yes, they play good football. Yes, they play with – sometimes they're such a fluid team. But right now they kind of just look like good footballers but a bunch of individuals. You know what I mean? They're, they aren't, they're not a team that look like they have. I would say a specific game plan. At least that's how it looks to me watching. But like I said, they play attractive football. They have big names. They're just missing. They're missing something. It's hard to put your finger on it being one thing. You think it's probably a mixture of a lot of different things, man. You know the schedule, their injuries, the party. You know if party plays ninety minutes, is that game a little bit different? I mean, he certainly had a big role to play when he wasn't uh, injured in that game. So there's a lot that's working against Arsenal. But it's sort of the same old dare I say arsenal where it's like, dude, we're going to be good this year. We're not, we're going to be good this year. We're not. So it's like that back and forth that fans, I think are just honestly getting tired of and frustrated with um, because they can't seem to make progress. And it, it, you know, they sacked Wenger for progress and they're actually regressing, which is you don't want to see that from a club like this. So it's a difficult, honestly, probably the most difficult period they've ever been in, in their history. Um, And it's going to be hard to see them get out of that, but you want, I mean, personally, I'd like to see them, Um, go on some string of results and just be a different narrative with that team. So it's tough, man.
0: It's tough, bro. It's the Premier League. Yeah. It's the Premier League. That's what kind of Jose said today too, is that anybody could be anybody. And the way that the one thing I was saying about today, when we were watching the game too, is that the way that, that Jose sets up his team with the season, barring that it's condensed and there's so many games, With the setup that he has, dude, with setting up traps, you know, knowing that you may not get the ball as much as you want to, but knowing that what you have and and with Hoiberg, Sissoko, guys like that who can get the ball back for you and get breaks on the counter like that, like that might be a recipe for like a championship side this season because of the way the season is, right? Because of fatigue. And I was telling you, like you – I was saying this during the game, like would i care right if they're getting points but they're playing this way you know if arsenal are winning that game 2-0 i'm happy as a clam because they're they're playing beautiful football but then you know they're 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 keeping the ball and they're possessing i'm comfortable like one of the best ways to play is with possession and and attacking flow right but it's yeah. that contrast and styles of play nowadays that uh that that's what jose has and that jose type of gameplay dude it might win you a championship like, like he's done before. <laughs> yeah, dude. Honestly, well, dude, I wouldn't call it unattractive. Honestly, I
1: wouldn't, because when they, when song and came break with the ball, you're seeing these through balls that aren't easy, and you're seeing like you know really fast paced attacking, mm-hmm. in very short amount of time. So to me, you know, it's not ugly, but they don't have possession. Right. So I know, I know what you're you know saying, what saying. Yeah. I, It's very smart the way they're playing. It's very, and you've seen it before, right. in almost every Jose side, but um, it, it's a very. It's a very, um, you know, I, I wanted to say too, Ben. I don't know. I think if everything was normal and it was maybe more time between the games and there was more rest, I'd still see success on the Spurs side. Yeah. And, and, and the reason I'm saying that is because it started with signings like Los Celso. They're doing it by not spending a tremendous amount of money. Now, they did take a gamble on Dembele, mm-hmm. who's actually playing in who's actually playing amazing mm-hmm. now. And I it, I was kind of disappointed not to see him in that lineup because with the way that Spurs play where they drop back, you kind of need a guy that's going to take risks and kind of, you know, s- like stand on the ball in midfield a little yeah. bit. And Dembele does that so well for them. Like so well. Like I remember – he was kind of viewed as like a CDM or like a, a center mid, but for, for Tottenham, he kind of plays like a cam. with the expectations from Jose that you will get back when you, when you can, when you can track. Yeah. Um, so he's an exciting X factor for that team too. And then you look at Reguilon, yeah. who's been a tremendous signing. Like, I mean, they were okay in the left back position, um, but dude, now they're just, they're, they're, he's one of the best left backs in the league, if not the best, in my opinion, the way he's playing. Um, and you talk about Horberg, you know, he's a Mourinho player, of course. But, dude, he was probably their, one of the most consistent players today. He was man he, of the match today. Man of the match, dude. He broke up everything. So I'm looking at these signs from Spurs and I'm like, and, uh, you know, our friend Oscar said today, dude, Mourinho got his man. You know, like he, there's a philosophy at Spurs and they bought into it, and that's what you need at a winning club. Chelsea has that two under Lampard. Mm-hmm. There's a winning mentality and a, a focus there. You're starting to see that focus from Manchester United too. That's why they're they're getting the results. You're starting to get that respect. They're getting that identity in the way the style of play. We just haven't seen that from Arsenal yet. And the, I, there's a long season. It's very early, so you hope to see that. But I would say that that's probably what's missing. Babe. I think I
0: just had like a light bulb epiphany moment, Joe. Okay. All right. Hear me out now. Okay. okay. So, I feel like there's two types of players that you have on a team. There, there's, there's, uh, this is like almost like baseball terms here. There are coolers out there. You know, there's guys that just like, they don't take many risks, but they play their game and they have a good game, but they're kind of average sometimes. Okay. Oh, okay. There's coolers out there. And now there's closers. They have that in baseball closers who take risks and they, it's like a high risk, high reward type of player. If you have those type of players or closers, you're gonna go far as fuck. You know? Yeah. That's what you have in Kane. That's what you have in Sun. Uh that's what you have in Bruno. Yeah, that's what you have in, in Pulisic. That's what you have in Zaych. That's what you have in some of these like big star named players, right? Ben, if I may, that's what you would see me 9 PM at the park. I'm a closer. I go there <laughs> you know, to win. <laughs> so I'm making sense. Men's league. I'm making sense here, right? <laughs> Yeah, keep going. No, honestly, yeah, yeah, you have a closer, uh, in in a, in a team, and people who take chances. I need to see some of those players take chances from Arsenal, like take risks, do some shit that that may not pay off, but it but it comes off. They they're doing things I think too by the book and too by Ars- by what Arteta is trying to get them to do. Great point. Um, Great point. And we've said this so many times. That's what Uzel does, but I think could. Could a William do that you know could a uh, could Saka do that? he's doing that a little bit, but I don't you know what I mean You yes. need some closers on that side, some guys who are going to just take chances, take risks uh, to dude that's, 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 that's kind of what I summed it up I that, think That's right brilliant
1: now. Ben I was thinking about it too, like the days at Arsenal were, were very good teams, and the youth players that came up were guys like Fabregas, guys like Robin Van Percy, who are these like you know, <sighs> yeah. class
0: game changers game
1: changers, closers, whatever you want to call them. You know, and right now, you know, you're seeing some good young talent from Arsenal, but not guys that I would consider closers are willing to make that next step. Like very good, very talented young players, but players that, you know, even I would say, you know, the example of Greenwood is, you know, he's that guy is dangerous and he's going to sc- He's going to get goals. You know, I don't look at an Arsenal player yet and go like, okay, that guy, you know, he's got, you know, he's might get a goal this weekend. You know what I mean? It's like they're so close to being a top, top side. Even, you know, Ben, you predicted them to be in second place. They're, yeah. they're like an, they're an inch away from that. And you just you think back, like, why are they doing better? And it's like, dude, that, that taking chances, you know, very structured, very strict style of play. And I think you hit on something, Ben. Um, they have to learn to turn that corner. I think that's what I was trying to say earlier. But well said, man. I couldn't agree more. It's brilliant. I know. Sick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. So, um, yeah, man. I'm trying to think of other results. So, w- dude, Liverpool had a, a massive, massive win. I don't think I was expecting over Wolves. But Wolves without Jimenez, sort of a different team. Um, yeah, man. Yeah,
0: so fractured his. So you fractured his skull, bro. Dude, I don't know how do you do that. Like, I don't know how do you recover That's from that. that? Yeah. That, That's scary. That, uh, that sound was so nasty when I saw mm. that. That was uh, so. I hope he hope he's uh, getting better and recover soon. But um, yeah. That that yeah, they, they need a they need a guy like him. They need him in a spec. But let Liverpool doing Liverpool thing still. And uh and the fans were back too. And you saw the famous clop fifth pump yeah today. Yeah. So Liverpool fans should be so happy with that. Yeah, dude, they just can't do anything
1: wrong. They, they
0: still look good. Most
1: Salah is a is a different class type of player.
0: Yeah. And dude.
1: Oh, man, he—it's a guy that you can't stop scoring. You know what I mean? Like he's gonna score every single game. Mane too. Like they're just so fun to watch, and it's not even their first team. You know? It, I think yeah. Joe Gomez was back today, if I'm not mistaken, and you know, solid shutout for Liverpool. So I think the shutout speaks more than the goals that they they scored. So just
0: top class for them as usual. Yo, I think one way to close this—I had a good another epiphany. I'm having a little, just a lot of little epiphanies here, Joey. That dude, <laughs> little light bulbs coming up here. Yeah. Is is uh how much representation we've we've well, you know speaking with the taking it back to like the Freddie Du podcast here yeah uh and how much and Diego Maradona too and players who represent these uh, these countries that you know we don't necessarily notice but dude human son is one of that guy like what a likable guy right from South from South Korea and the impact that he's making on on that nation and then. Same with Salah, Egyptian. Imagine being yeah. from Egypt and seeing Salah play for Liverpool. Imagine Mane, right? Uh, you know, best African player maybe to come from and uh, in, in this generation. And what do what?
1: I would say I would say drugba would give him some competition, but right Draga, that's
0: a good that's a good shout. Sen, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh my God, dude, that dude, the African players. are yeah. So talented. So it's, it's yeah. lovely to see man. It's lovely to see these guys excel and, uh, appreciate that. Appreciate that because, uh, yeah, that's, that's someone out there looking at him, looking at them and seeing like, yo, I could do that. Dude, right on then. Yeah, dude.
1: The, that's what I've always loved about football, man. It's like, it's a game, especially when the world cups around that really celebrates like differences. Um, and, you know, it brings people together and you get to see that that worldview every time you turn on the game. It's, dude, you have different ethnicities, backgrounds from all different countries, and they're just doing the one thing that they love. Um, and it's tremendous, man. That's, that's what we love about football. And that's, that's why, you know, we do this podcast because we want to spread that joy and positivity and have a good time, man. And that's what life is all about. So, Ben, <laughs> well said, man. Um, I don't have anything to, else to add to that.
0: Um, But, dude, Christmas is around the corner, man. Oh, Christmas is around the corner, dude. I can't believe the end of the year. Crazy. (laughs) Dude, crazy. Crazy. I think we're all ready for 2021.
1: And kind of move on to 2021 for first you know a different a page started so yeah absolutely guys well as always man you know leave us a like uh drop us a review let us know how we're doing reach out to us uh we really appreciate you guys listening um so hopefully you uh had a good time and you know we'll be back again soon boys. take it easy